This week on Business Brief, we'll hear from some experts on the forecast from Missouri's economy. Then, we'll check in on efforts to empower women in the state's growing marijuana industry. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Siggy Reese, and I am joined by my co-host, Teddy Mayorka. Teddy, how are you doing this week? Siggy, I am doing well. We are, uh, we're still feeling the effects of the Super Bowl here in Missouri uh, with the Chiefs' win, but it was a really fun game. It was a really fun broadcast. What was your favorite part of the Super Bowl? You know, I'm not a huge sports person, but I am a huge music person, so I would have to say it was definitely Rihanna's halftime show performance. I mean, she killed it. She performed her greatest hits. It's, it was amazing, and I'm still blown away. Yeah, it was a really cool show, and for the sports crowd, too, what a great game it was. Tight all the way until the end, and some awesome commercials to top it off as well. I think my favorite one was the Skechers Snoop Dogg commercial, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I thought the commercials were great as well. Um, Do you want to get into this week's headlines? Yes, let's do it. The Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory Sunday set off a celebration across the state and brought a windfall for local businesses. Kansas City held a $3.5 million victory parade on Wednesday to celebrate the win. Crowds of fans filled the streets and brought a flood of foot traffic to businesses along the parade route, where bars and restaurants offered specials and retailers rolled out new Chiefs gear. The city will be in the sports spotlight again in April for the NFL draft at Union Station. Inflation slowed slightly in January but remained elevated above the Federal Reserve's target rate. The Consumer Price Index increased by 6.4% in January on an annual basis, a slight drop from December 6.5%. The Fed aims to minimize inflation to its target rate of 2% and has been steadily raising interest rates in an effort to do that. Prices increased by half a percent from December to January compared to a rise of one-tenth of a percent from November to December. And retail sales across the country increased by 3% in January, making this increase the largest since March of 2021. An increase in consumer auto spending drove the jump, as auto supply shortages have begun to ease. The uptick in sales, combined with the increase in jobs last month and the low unemployment rate, could signal the risk of a recession as lower than previous forecasts suggested. Diamond Sports Group, the parent company of regional Bali Sports television networks, took another step this week towards potential bankruptcy. Bali Sports is the television partner of the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Cardinals. Diamond Sports said Wednesday it would miss a $140 million debt payment, pushing the company closer to filing for bankruptcy. This could impact many pro sports teams across the country, including the Blues and the Cardinals locally, as the teams receive money from the company in the form of broadcast rights fees. The Missouri House gave first-round approval to legislation Tuesday that would prohibit local governments from requiring electric vehicle chargers to be installed with new construction projects. The legislation states that if these governments require the chargers to be built, they will have to cover the cost themselves. A similar proposal is currently in the Senate. Business Brief will continue after this short advertisement. Are you ready to be inspired? Since 2013, That's What She Said has provided a platform for women's inspirational voices, strengthening communities across the country. On Saturday, April 15th at 7 p.m. at the Missouri Theater, The inaugural That's What She Said Columbia, presented by Accounting Plus, will feature the powerful stories of women from our community. 25% of the ticket sales will support True North of Columbia. Find us at facebook.com slash she said Como and purchase your tickets now for an event you're sure to remember long after the curtain closes. For our next story, we'll hear some forecasts for the state's economy in the coming year. 
Got it. So what have some predictions been so far? So last year, many economists were expecting recession in 2023. But with some recent indicators being stronger than expected, like a huge surge in hiring last month and growth in the most recent gross domestic product advance, some of those worries are dwindling. Okay, so what's the outlook for Missouri looking like? Two economic experts in the state are hopeful for the coming year. Missouri Business Alert reporter Noah Zahn attended the Columbia Chamber of Commerce's Economic Outlook Conference last week, where the experts shared indicators and research that they're watching in the coming year. Here's the story. Business leaders, entrepreneurs, and investors gathered last week in Columbia at the 2023 Economic Outlook Conference to hear experts share their forecasts for the nation, state, and city this year. Despite some predictions of a looming recession, the key takeaways from this conference were optimistic. I think this, this next year's not going to be as bad as, as what we've been hearing lately from economists. That's Alan Spell, who works for the MU Extension. I do economic and industry research. He was one of the speakers at the conference, and we caught up after to talk about his projections for Missouri's economy in the coming year. He says that while there's reason for optimism, some causes for concern remain. On the one hand, we, we do have uh, challenges with inflation. The inflation's still high, uh, but that does seem to be moderating wages. Um, wage growth is a large part of that, and wage growth at the end of the year was moderating some. So those are good signs that the Fed is really taking inflation seriously. So they're, they're uh, doing what needs to be done to get that lower. And as they get that, that lower and at least predictable to a level, then we're able to spend more and be confident spending. Even though there's still a possibility of the country entering a recession in the next year, Spell says he thinks that Missouri's economy would be all right. Even if the U.S. does go into a mild recession, Missouri's well positioned to, to weather that. And I think uh, with, our, with our manufacturing that, that picked up quite a bit uh, in the last couple of years, our agricultural side that picked up a lot of, uh, in the last couple of years, we have some strong export-oriented industries that help um, bring new money into the state. Uh, and I think that coupled with generally the fact that even during the, the recession when we declined um, in 2021, we didn't decline as much as the U.S. And when we rebounded, um, while it wasn't as high as the U.S., we, we still um, picked up there and we've continued to climb. So I'm optimistic that if that happens again with the U.S., if we hit a mild recession, that Missouri will bounce around, hopefully not too badly, um, and will rebound quickly. I also spoke with Conference speaker Charles Gaskin, who works as a senior economist for the Federal Reserve in St. Louis. Senior economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis in the research department. At the conference, he said a coming recession is one of the most anticipated ever. Are every survey right before we had a recession. And what you can see is that as of this point, it will be one of the most anticipated recessions in U.S. history um, based on what forecasters are telling us at this point in time. Gaskin talked about the importance of reducing inflation and understanding price stability. We caught up on the phone on his drive back to St. Louis after the conference. When we think about inflation in particular, what we're thinking about is how much prices grow over time and if it's sustained and if it's broad-based. And so what I mean by that, it's not like the change in the price of just one good or one service. So it's not gasoline prices going up or down. It's broad-based increases in prices over time of all prices and our overall cost in, uh, our overall cost of living and what you want to see is you want to see those those changes to be pretty gradual and, and pretty pretty stable um in in broad sense that's you know two percent price growth per year 
And what that allows is it allows households and businesses to make the best decisions possible. So that's why price stability is so important because it allows everybody to understand the signals in the economy that prices can give us um, so that we can make our best decisions, you know, that are optimal for our families or for, for businesses. For Gaskin, the economy has made some recovery from the height of the pandemic. The challenges that linger include a high inflation and the tight labor market. So it's kind of how do we make it back to this trend in a way that's smooth without finding ourselves in a recession? For our next segment, we're diving into the marijuana industry in the state once again. That's right. It's been making big headlines in the state since dispensaries began selling recreational marijuana at the beginning of the month. Absolutely. The legalization of recreational cannabis has expanded the market across the state. But there are still gaps for women. As of 2021, less than a fifth of marijuana companies in the U.S. were owned by women. And these businesses have a harder time getting funding for the high startup costs of a cannabis business, according to marijuana publication MJ Biz Daily. I can imagine a lack of funding would make it difficult to enter the industry. Yes, and women can also face obstacles when seeking jobs in the industry. Tammy Preer is the co-president of Jane, an organization that advocates for women in the cannabis industry. Missouri Business Alert reporter Emily Hood has more on that. Tammy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So before we get into a broader discussion of the industry as a whole, I want to talk a bit about last week as dispensaries were able to sell recreationally here in the state. How have you seen the passage of Amendment 3 and this growth of recreational marijuana in Missouri impacted the ability of women to enter the industry? All of the operators in Missouri that have converted to a comprehensive license, which means they can sell adult use and medical Um, have had to significantly scale up their operations, especially their employees. And so with that comes a lot more job opportunities. As far as the women component of it, there is a definite lack of women in leadership roles in the industry, here in Missouri in particular. But again, with Amendment 3 passing, when we look at the other side of that for the micro-businesses, that in itself will open up a lot more opportunity for women to be in the space as well as social equity candidates. How have we seen women's role in the marijuana industry in Missouri evolve from the passage of medical marijuana in 2018 to where we are at today with recreational? Initially, when the medical program was getting started and operators started posting roles, there was an almost automatic assumption that if you saw a woman's name on a resume, they must be looking for a role in a dispensary. That is not necessarily the case. And so, you know, if I look back to when we first got started, I couldn't name a single female cultivator. I couldn't name a single um, female manufacturing lead or manufacturing leader. And I'm really excited to see that where we sit today, we have some companies that have hired teams of female cultivation staff. We've seen certain companies that have some incredible women that are running the show as directors of manufacturing, as directors of operation. And so I think, you know, that's definitely some good progress for it, but I would like to see that continue. And I'd like there to not be that assumption, oh, here's a resume, it's a girl, we must, let's put them in the dispensary pile. I wanna see less of that. 
Sure, definitely. Um, and I want to talk a bit more broadly now about the industry as a whole. And nationally, as the industry grows, women's participation is starting to decline in some areas. A report from cannabis publication MJ Biz Daily shows that the percentage of women holding executive level positions at cannabis companies has declined from about 37% in 2019 to 22% in 2021. Can you tell us a bit about why you think that gap may have occurred over the past few years? I think one of the biggest things that's occurred is that to be a legally operating cannabis business, to be a legally operating cannabis license holder requires so much capital. And lots of people go out and do fundraising. Um, lots of people that are venture capitalists invest in cannabis businesses. But a lot of the people, if you look you know, at the macro of all of the people that are VCs or that are investors, Many of them are men that came from finance or tech or other very much dominated fields. And so coming into cannabis with a giant pile of capital is almost always going to be a male person that has a previous industry where they made a lot of their money. And so the number of women that hold licenses is lower as a result. And looking at ahead to the future here, we're just at the very early days of recreational cannabis. But what do you think Missouri needs to do to ensure the space is and remains an equitable industry for women? I think that women have got to make sure that they don't feel let down or take any kind of rejection, like if they've applied for 10 dispensary jobs um, and have never even gotten an interview, don't give up because there's so much competition for any kind of role in this industry. Really make sure that you're investing in yourself and preparing yourself. But then I would also say to hiring managers and operators, really pay attention to what the perception is of your company and your brand, because we could name off five operators who are known throughout the industry as if you're a woman, you'll never apply there because that's how they, you know, they treat women poorly. Tammy, thank you again for joining us. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you for having us. I'm so pleased that we were able to participate. You can watch the full interview with Pierre on our Facebook page or MissouriBusinessAlert.com. It is now time for us to get into our words of the week. Teddy, what's your word this week? Siggy, this week my word is pre-pandemic. Wow, we're coming up on that time period being at least three years ago from now. So what's the context? Yeah, it is crazy it's been that long. And I'm referring to pre-pandemic Medicaid coverage. Missouri is one of two states that expanded its Medicaid program during the pandemic. And this gave eligibility to over 250,000 people. Due to federal pandemic restrictions, Missourians on Medicaid haven't had to re-enroll in the program annually. However, this restriction will be lifted in May. Okay, and what will happen then? Well, officials are saying that hundreds of thousands of Missourians could lose their coverage. Many people who need this coverage tend to change their contact information more frequently, so it could be difficult to alert them about the need to re-enroll. Got it. And how should Missourians prepare to keep their coverage? Missourians on Medicaid will need to keep an eye out for paperwork in the mail around two months before their annual renewal date. That's all I've got this week. What's your word, Siggy? My word this week is evolution. Ah, like scientific evolution? Not quite. I'm actually referring to a new music festival in St. Louis. The Evolution Festival will make its debut in late August in Forest Park, and the festival just announced its musical lineup. Very cool. So, who's performing? 
lots of artists. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, The Black Keys, Ice Cube, Brittany Howard, Morgan Wade, Cautious Clay, and Modern English are some of the many performers. Wow, definitely some stars in that lineup. What else do we know about the festival? So its organizers say it's important to the St. Louis music scene to have a major music festival like Evolution. St. Louis used to have a similar festival, Lou Fest, but that was canceled in 2018. Got it. For a closing thought, here's Alan Spell again on economic resilience. There should be some optimism that our economy has got some resiliency and that we'll, um, that we'll hopefully get through this year. Uh, even though interest rates are going up, we'll still get through this year, um, hopefully relatively um, in good shape. And so I think there's optimism there. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing music for this episode. For my co-host, Tenny Mayorka, editors Emma Boyle, Elena Fu, Nick Knoll, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacy, I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.